0: I love to sing about the moona and the juna and the tuna, not the fish. We're talking Looney Tunes back in action on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids. So turn this off and play with only certain Lego sets because of age restrictions. Ooh, that was a mouthful. But today, we have a special guest, like usual, because that'd be that'd be really rude if I was like, this guest sucks a butt, but this guest does not suck a butt. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> she does in her free time, but you know what? She's, she's a new friend of mine. You're probably the newest person... That I've met to be on this podcast. We met about uh, like a month and a half ago or so, yeah. and but now we've like watched TV uh, together, and you've seen me slightly drunk. So <laughs> I'm gonna introduce her. Uh, it's Shannon Hutchinson. Hello, Hi I'm Shannon. Shannon. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> hey there. I'm Shannon. Um, so right now you're wearing uh, this really fun uh, floral patterned shirt. Yes. it's green. I used to have this cool floral pattern shirt that made me look like Cam from Modern Family, <laughs> but uh, I accidentally left uh, a stick of gum in there in like the pocket for easily a month, and I wore it to work one day. And I'm in the bathroom, just washing my hands, and I look at my shirt in the mirror, and there's just like a huge grease stain, just like wow. it, it looks like I lactated <laughs> oil. <laughs> Ooh. Like that's how Jewish I am. I just like, sweat <laughs> from my nipple only, but
1: <laughs> bubblegum grease.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you know that uh, like, gum made grease?
1: No. I mean, I mean, if anything, like they put the powder on the gum sticks usually.
0: Is that what the the powders? I don't know. You were a perceptive person. I'm just like, oh, I guess it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I got back from a concert last night where I got to videotape people.
0: What what concert?
1: Um, a Temple Band American Indian. Shout out to them.
0: Wait, American Indian.
1: American Indian.
0: Oh, like a portmanteau of American and Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Are you impressed that I know the word portmanteau? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. So, what kind of what kind of band is it? It's like a. Um, Punk, I want to say because their name is American Americanadian.
1: I don't know honestly I don't know many genres of music. So my question Here, is impression in the the <laughs> my impression of music. My question, music is like This is a song With some rhythm and notes.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay, that's perfectly clear now Also, I'm, I apologize for coughing directly into the mic. That was <laughs> disgusting. Then again last week Vito was coughing a lot into the mic So I think it's okay. Um so let's let's dive into the movie. So you we're talking uh, Looney Tunes back in action, the two thousand three uh, revival, I guess, of the Looney Tunes. So what what made you choose this movie?
1: Um. Well, I just kind of made a list, probably about thirty movies that I it's like. I need to do these. It was very hard to slimmer down. Yeah, and
0: that's that's how you say it. <laughs>
1: um, I was choosing between this and the Cat in the Hat. And I decided I couldn't do The Cat in the Hat because I like to do movies. I like to review movies or whatever that I could, like, tear into. And I just don't think that I could tear into The Cat in the Hat.
0: I think you're the only people that couldn't... One of the only people that couldn't tear into The Cat in the Hat.
1: (laughs) It's just so dear to me.
0: Did you, like, see it in theaters and stuff when it came out?
1: No, I just... It's... uh, I think both of those movies were just movies I've had on VHS and just played when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I was a kid like a conscious child and stuff like we're we're i think we're four years apart Yeah. or three because you're you're a freshman i'm a senior i think yeah, yeah. so i don't know because it's like i i like i remember i was like peak kid in 2003 i don't remember this movie coming out i do remember cat in the hat because i was huge because it was like Mike myers is back and it was terrifying to like the trailers were all over the place
1: loved cat. Well, cuz this movie came out in 2003. It came out the year of Finding Nemo, Brother Bear, uh one of the Lord of the Rings, Elf.
0: Yeah, it's actually and cat and Hat. It's interesting that you bring that up cuz I I like to look at the IMDb facts. That's what
1: I have got all my facts of. I looked up all the facts. I wrote down my favorite ones. <laughs> like this
0: movie could not catch a break. Uh Looney Tunes Back in Action. So, uh it was supposed to really be released in July, but then Finding Nemo became such a hit that they were like okay we gotta wait a little bit so that we can become a hit later but then uh they were like okay we'll open it in november and uh like you said brother bear was out the cat in the hat was out lord of the rings return of the king the final lord of the rings film came out as well as elf um and also it was right before we invaded iraq (laughs) like the week before we invaded iraq so uh warner brothers was like reading up on this i didn't realize how like wrought the production for this movie was like warner brothers was just done with it they they were like this isn't going to be a good movie this was a mistake let's just fucking throw it out like
1: joe dante's like won't speak about it. interview like i hate they yeah. never gave me anything to actually decide
0: he he called this film anti-space jam because he hated space jam so much for quote ruining the character's personalities
1: I think that was, like, the big reason they did the movie, because they were, like, they weren't violent enough. Like, they were in the old cartoons, I believe, was what they tried to do.
0: Are you a Space Jam fan?
1: I've never watched Space Jam.
0: Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, don't watch it. It's not a good movie.
1: (laughs) I've heard, see, I was, um... I like have people who are like Space Jam is the most epic movie ever. Like it was like a cult with this group of people that I was with who just loved Space Jam.
0: I think I don't know. I don't understand why so many people like it because I feel like our generation does not really have nostalgia for the Looney Tunes because I mean growing up uh, like mid to late '90s, early 2000s, like it was very much kind of like Mickey Mouse and that. It's like oh yeah, like that relic. That's like a it's an icon, but I mean it's not. They're not really inventing or creating new material that often. Yeah. Like, for me, that was very much uh, The Muppets.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, I, I always compare The Muppets to Looney Tunes or and, like, the Disney canon of, like, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Daffy, not Daffy, Donald. Too many ducks, that's what I say. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's dive into this movie. So, yeah, I, yeah, I watched it th- right before I got here, so it's fresh <laughs> in my mind, kind of. I I was just kind of lost the entire movie.
1: It doesn't make any sense. It's very... Like, you can't even analyze it, I think, for it making sense because it tries so hard to not make sense. You can't yeah. even trace There's so many
0: non-sequiturs. It's more just like, stuff happens in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's
0: about it. Well, uh, I did like, at the beginning, um, some little aspects of the boardroom, the Warner Brothers boardroom. Yeah everybody was wearing the same color suit. Um, one guy, like they all pull out their cell phones and one guy just picks up uh, just a regular telephone <laughs> like, and just looks at budget. it. Which, that's funny. The thing is, there's so many gags in this movie. So many of them fall flat. But they are still a couple where I was like, yeah, that was good.
1: I think my favorite gag was when they're in outer space and Bugsman goes, roll down your window. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a classic joke. Um, I hated the and we're just gonna be jumping around, I figure. <laughs> um, I hated the gag where like uh, the VP of comedy w- walks in on Bugs Bunny in the bathroom, and it just becomes a whole psycho joke, and he's screaming for so long, and that wasn't funny at all. But the one thing that made me laugh was uh, you see the drain, and he's pouring chocolate <laughs> syrup. I'm like, okay, that's a good, that's good, yeah, that's funny. But um, Jesus Christ, this. Uh, yeah, this movie is just a lot. Have you have you been to California? Uh, yes. Have you done the Warner Brothers backlot tour? I have. Okay, great. So we can talk about this. <laughs> Did you think it, this was accurate to the Warner Brothers backlot?
1: No. I mean, it will depend. With, um, definitely not the buzzing. It was very low-key. I mean, nothing was happening when I was there. I guess they oh, can't think no. it happened.
0: Well, I was very upset. I definitely talked about this before because it's still upsetting to me, but I went a couple months ago and uh, I was really excited to see the uh, Gilmore Girls set, like their, the like little town back lot that they have. And I guess like Riverdale or something was shooting on there, so we couldn't drive through. But I mean, the back is pretty boring, at yeah. least from what <laughs> we saw, because it's just... I don't know who's shooting at like 2 p.m. on a on a Thursday.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's ne- There are no like cavemen or showgirls just kind of walking around the back lot.
1: Because when nothing's shooting, it's just a ghost town, it's just like empty houses with yeah. no decoration.
0: What's well, also everybody's just shooting indoors. Yeah, like no one <laughs> shoot. I don't. Not many people shoot outside unless they're doing a bit where it's like, oh my god, we're in California and we're behind the scenes of a show.
1: It's so strange. And like usually, uh, you can. They, when they do go outside, it's so different than when they do the inside-outside. Uh, how do you mean? Like, uh, when they shoot inside and they're like, oh, we're outside, it looks so different from when, like, they just shoot outside, and sometimes they'll go back and forth, and it's such a difference.
0: Oh, you mean, you mean like, when they're doing a whole thing about, like, oh, we're shooting on the back lot, versus yeah. just, we need an exterior shot, let's yeah. shoot it on the back lot. Yeah, agreed.
1: I can see your little nun sequitur Secretar- mm-hmm. outside shots
0: that Batman movie they were shooting a Batman film in the middle of the day <laughs> on the back lot I did like when Daffy said like ah fake New York cause okay that's kind of funny cause you know they use that one set for all of New York City <laughs> also the the director of the Batman movie when Brendan Fraser jumps onto the sandbag or the big bag he's like oh that costs money it's like, I don't know, it's air. I know. It's, it's a bounce house, <laughs> essentially.
1: Like, is it one time use only?
0: So, like, what did you what did you think of Brendan Fraser's character just being a stuntman? Like how that was kind of a thing, and then they were just like, eh nah.
1: I thought the the point when he jumped off the building to land on the airbag, I was like, if this were any other movie, that would have been like, oh, that was amazing. You got the part.
0: Yeah, he he did a great job. I mean, even his audition for uh, I don't know what it was, but he just jumped off of a balcony and just fell onto yeah. a table. I was like, "That was a good job." They were
1: like, "That was awful." I guess I don't know the art of falling well enough.
0: I mean, I don't know. He didn't break
1: the table, I guess. Maybe that was it, because yeah. I guess
0: you're supposed to like maybe like hit it with your heels or something, so it like you know that it's gonna buckle. Cause like the whole thing, I don't know anything about stunt falling, but I feel like it's. Uh, to do it safely, it's all about kind of spreading your body weight, so like you're not just landing on your back or your legs, like you're you're kind of distributing mm-hmm. the force throughout your body, because like they always do the roles, right? Yeah, physics. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why they didn't hire him. they were like, you were too safe. Yeah. Uh, also hated the jokes. About him making fun of Brendan Fraser, yeah, and then him meeting Brendan Fraser. See, I yeah. thought it was
1: okay. The, the joke in the beginning was okay. It went on a little long, but then at the end, when they have him meeting Brendan Fraser and then just punches him, so random.
0: And it was also sad because uh, at the time of this movie, Brendan Fraser was a huge star, I guess, and they were doing. He's like, oh, this big Hollywood type, and now, like. Look, Brendan Fraser, if you're listening, we like you. We think you're great. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed... Um, you were in Dudley do right? I believe. That movie about the silly Canadian uh, Mountie. You know what? I'm going to look this up while I'm explaining. <laughs> but I don't know. It was just... It was... He's just not that big of a celebrity anymore. Like, the big celebrity version of himself that he played is just not a thing. And that's sad. Oh... <laughs> Yeah, he was in Dudley Do-Right, uh, but my big experience with him was uh, George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah. did you, You're a George of the Jungle? Fan? I,
1: I had a movie that I watched, a VHS, where like, the George of the Jungle trailer yes. played over and over again, so I watched the trailer over and over again. That's oh, okay, I had the that.
0: actual VHS of George of <laughs> the Jungle, and I remember they released a sequel that Brendan Fraser was not in, and the tagline for that, and we love taglines on this podcast, but the tagline for George of the Jungle 2, Jungle to Jungle... I think was uh, watch out for that sequel because <laughs> we all know the famous George of the Jungle catchphrase is watch, watch out, out for, for that, that tree. tree I is like George of the Jungle supposed to be like a DreamWorks like parody of Tarzan almost because I think it's produced also by Disney but isn't it supposed to be just like hey get it like this is a trope we're gonna sub- subvert it kind of
1: is was George of the Jungle created before the movie I is there a think, character? Like I a think it's based
0: off of like a cartoon series. I'm gonna look this up while we're talking, <laughs> but I don't know it because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how like subversive it was. Okay, it is a spoof of Tarzan based oh. off of a cartoon series from the '60s. Yeah, I th- I also thought it was so funny. I think my family. All the time, we would yell, "Watch out for that tree!" or like, "Watch out for that whatever!" and then we would like be like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's just a little look into the fun world of Ross's family. Oh, fun scene! uh, The the like restaurant where like and when Shaggy and Scooby were there. Oh yeah.
1: That was also one of my favorite gags.
0: Yeah, and uh, what's-his-face was uh, being like, hey, sorry, I was trying to get your essence as best as possible. And Shaggy's like, like, I'll kick you in the ass. (laughs) But it was scary when Scooby got, like, really mean and angry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, He,
0: like, grits his teeth, and it's huge.
1: That's not the character I grew up
0: with. no. I haven't seen him get that angry since uh, somebody left the pickles off his hoagie.
1: No. Gosh. <laughs> no,
0: that was goofy. <laughs> what what kind of what what parts of this movie? What gags, I guess, uh, worked for you in this movie? Um. Because you have a very large sheet of notes. I have a long notes.
1: list. I don't even know what these notes are. I can't even read half of them. You yeah,
0: accidentally wrote like your science notes <laughs> from class. Oh crap.
1: Uh, their one scene, their chase scene, was literally the scene from Baby Driver. Uh, Which one? Oh, the one the, in the Vegas? Yeah, they're like driving backwards.
0: Yeah. They're
1: like the same exact shots. Oh, I didn't know, um, Acme was a real, like, grocery store. It just didn't have those where I grew up. So until like three years ago... Where are you ago, from?
0: You're from... Uh, like, rural
1: Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, uh, like central?
1: <laughs> uh, no, south. Oh. But it's just, there's no Acmes. So until like three years ago, I just assumed it was just an evil corporation. I never, whenever anyone would mention Acme, I was like, oh yeah, they've seen the Lily New movie and they are just on board with this whole evil.
0: Yeah, that growing up near Acme's, that would be a joke. It would always be like, oh, we're going to Acme. <laughs> Not always a joke. I don't know, like one time. But do you have ShopRite by where you live?
1: No. Actually, there might be one like an hour away. Yeah, I feel like, like
0: ShopRite, um, Save-A-Lot or whatever, Bottom Dollar, Acme. They're all kind of the same family. Just like, these are grocery stores, I guess.
1: Weird name. Acme.
0: Yeah, well, there's a grocery store chain in Pennsylvania. I think it's semi-national called Weiss. And yeah, it's it's ahead. the same spelling of the first half of my last name. So now people really mispronounce my last name because I'm Wiseman. They're like, oh, but Weissman. Because, like, you know, the grocery store chain. I'm like, no, stop it.
1: See, I call it Wise.
0: Good. <laughs> That's what I call it as well. My mom hates it. Sorry to if any wise employees are listening, <laughs> but she's just like, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. She's like, ugh, just like the produce there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's all the same. One time I went to a Weiss and I bought a peach, just a single peach at Weiss. Then I just started walking around the store, eating the peach, looking at other groceries. <laughs> it's a good tip. I recommend cool. it. Buying, buying a fruit at the beginning of your grocery tour, Grocery tour? Yeah, we're going on a whole tour. Woo, aisle 11, where all the weird like Mexican canned beans are. (laughs) What other other stuff stuck out to you in this movie? So yeah, the chase scene was kind of reminiscent of Baby Driver, which I'm going to not talk about Baby Driver for a while, because I can.
1: (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I like um. The page turned to Paris. They're like, "How do we get?" Th-? After they had this whole sequence of like trying to escape and like flying through the air and t- crashing to get yeah. to this desert, they're like, "Oh, now we need to go to Paris. Let's just flip the page." I like and that. We're there.
0: Also, the the whole bit where um, uh, Yo Sam and his henchmen are in the car and they're trying to decide what to do with the dynamite. I liked that. Yeah, like the bits with dynamite, I think were funny because that's like a very Looney Tunes thing, and they yeah. and they were solid jokes. Like, oh, like we need to throw this out. No, we can't do that to pedestrians. But what about what will well, the children thing. <laughs> and then it explodes. I'm like, yeah, that's good.
1: There was a lot of like meta stuff about the Looney Tunes, uh, like when at the the restaurant scene where the two Porky and uh, I don't even know what that mouse is.
0: Uh oh oh um Speedy Gonzalez.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. And they're like, oh, we're too stupid, PC Hollywood taking us off the air
0: that was weird when uh porky pig was saying uh pc stuff because i forgot that political correctness really came about uh in the bush administration i think and then when obama was elected we were like cool we're done and now we're back to it (laughs) but yeah um i'm just reading uh uh wait this is crazy i'm actually reading uh the imdb thing and apparently that that was true that uh Uh, Porky Pig and Speedy Gonzalez came under fire uh, as insensitive because Porky Pig stuttered and Speedy Gonzalez is like, you know, a very just Mexican (laughs) offensive character, but cool.
1: Because I remember, because I used to always watch the Looney Tunes cartoons as a kid. Like cause we had Netflix, the so Netflix before the Netflix, where you get the DVDs. Oh d- yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we'd always get Looney Tunes and watch them. And uh, like a few years ago, I decided to buy a DVD of the Looney Tunes cartoons, and it said rated R. And I was like, oh my god! Which I guess one
0: did you? Wa- oh, you watched like the porn one.
1: <laughs> because like they're all the I don't like, know. Hey, why what a carrot
0: <laughs> or whatever, um, huh? That's I think weird. it's
1: so weird. I guess it's because they're so violent and I guess racist. But I don't, I don't know, know if that I, constitutes as R.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I because usually it's like PG at worst or something because it's like cartoon violence, but like it's so over the top that it's not really seen that way.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought it would Ugh. be considered. Parents
0: these days, they're scared of a little cartoon violence. Um, you know how parents are. <laughs> But, yeah, I I don't know. I never really had that much of a connection to uh, the Looney Tunes. It would always be a thing, like, if I was at my grandparents' house and we were watching TV, like, we would turn on Boomerang or, like, that one block of Cartoon Network where they showed uh, cartoons from the 40s and 50s and 60s. Like, I don't know. Again, sorry for being a little sick on air. I'm like, I'm just getting over it. I was going to... Re- I was going to wear one of those Breathe Right strips, oh. but I was like, I'm not trying to get made fun of. <laughs> and like, that's super late, but I could just deal with it.
1: I know my co-host is going to the... bully me. I'm not <laughs> host. Hey, you can my be my co-host. My guest is going to bully me.
0: Honestly, it's it's lonely sometimes doing these <laughs> by myself. So I'll bring you back whenever you like. Oh, yes. It's I got official. a whole list
1: of movies. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, um, a viewer, or not a viewer, a listener sent me a huge list of movies that I'd love to get through at some point. So... We'll compare and contrast lists at some point.
1: But I think...
0: Um, what, there were so many VP like vice presidents in this movie. That was just like a weird thing. Like, I could only
1: read two of them. Though. I got like the vice president of never learning and the vice president of rhetorical questions. Which I thought
0: was funny. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, Dharma from Dharma and Greg. I can't think of her name. The main lady. Uh, she's the vice president of comedy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it took me forever to realize those two guys were the Warners brothers. It was like halfway, probably three, four weeks through the movie, and I was like, oh my gosh.
0: Which, like, that's twins. a that's a good joke. I'll give that to them. That's That was funny. But also, um, going back to those, those nasty Warner brothers, they fired uh, the VP of comedy, Jenna Elfman, uh, for getting rid of Daffy, but they told her to. Yeah. That... I was up in arms. And then, (laughs) Bugs is a mean guy. He's not, like, in the cartoons, I guess, he's, like, kind of funny in that he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill Daffy instead of me. I'm gonna be doing a lot of voices today. Um, (laughs) That was pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) I don't don't really do Looney Tunes, but that was fun. But he, like, in the context of, like, the cartoons, he's funny. But in the real world, it's just, like, I would have loved if they played that up a little bit. That it's just, like, Bugs is a mean person and like he he, the reason that daffy quit is because i mean partly he got fired or whatever but it's also like he's just mean and he doesn't share the spotlight he's just a self-centered person or bunny i'm
1: very confused in the relationship between daffy and bugs because bugs he's so mean to him but he's always just like we need to get daffy back it's not right without him like he was like vouching for him yeah. The whole time, which was very odd. I didn't quite understand that. I,
0: don't, I think that that happens in a lot of these kind of like self-aware movies, like I get more kids movies when it's like examining a property like this and it's it's like, oh man, like this dynamic that we've had for years and years and years, it works, but you want to be a partner now. Kind of like yeah. in Wreck-It Ralph, how um, Ralph and Fix-It Felix, like they're coworkers, but it takes... All this self-reflection and a big adventure to get Felix to be like, okay, look, let's be friends now. You can be in the rooftop party. Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph?
1: I've seen the trailer. As with everything, I've okay. seen the trailer of it.
0: I see a lot of movies, which is why um, I'm still single. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it, guys.
1: Are you single? Brunch. Yes. It's
0: fun, kind of. I think I think people romanticize single life, though. Because it's I like, we can do anything we want. And then it's like, oh, th- this I should not have freedom like this. So <laughs> it's, it's just like me eating uh, like Cheetos while watching Looney Tunes then.
1: <laughs> watching five hours of TV at one time and feeling no remorse. Well, at the moment, <laughs> feeling <Yes>. no remorse.
0: <laughs> well, I do a thing where, so it doesn't feel like I'm binge watching. I'll watch, I don't watch more than two episodes in a row of something. I'll switch to a different show. So it's like, hey, yeah, I'm... Yeah, yeah. Gross. <laughs> <Chris. laughs> yeah, I I really should have had like some medicine before I came here, but that's okay.
1: That's sick okay. Sick man contaminating me, moi.
0: Yo, this is a sick podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, uh, the height of my sickness was two days ago, so this is just kind of coming down. Just trying to. I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say, Shannon. So, like, what? So you 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 said that you uh watched a lot of Looney Tunes when you were a kid. Like yeah. you bought that DVD. So like what what kind of connected you uh, with the Looney Tunes?
1: Uh just like watching in the first place?
0: Yeah, like what like, kind of what made you keep coming back?
1: Oh, I have no idea. I think I liked the violence. I think I was very into the violence of the of the situations. I liked stuff blowing up and uh people getting brutally hurt
0: yeah i will say you walked into this room with a giant hammer that when you clicked a button it uh a little door opened and a smaller hammer came out and then another door opened and like a laser gun came out and i was like uh i don't know if we can do that today
1: yeah i want to be prepared just in case you uh yeah.
0: who's who's your favorite uh looty tune uh is that what they're called are do. they called because Looney tunes i think of like that's the name of the cartoons but i guess they're also Looney tunes
1: i guess the tunes are loony. I guess Wiley Coyote would be my favorite.
0: Interesting. Tell me about why. Uh, tell me. Tell me about it. I want to hear. even into your psyche. Why are you like Wiley Coyote?
1: Is this now NPR?
0: You're listening to All Tudes Considered. <laughs> but no, yeah. So Wiley, I don't. I don't usually hear people choose him in terms of a, like their go-to or their favorite.
1: I think, especially in this movie, I think they kind of played the, the comedy of. Him not being able to talk, just putting up the signs. I think it's just a like different type of comedy that uh different way to portray it, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like.
0: I'm a big fan of Tweety Bird. Mm. Cause, first of all, I I heard somewhere somebody say that Tweety Bird is a boy. I don't I know. I
1: think he is.
0: That's weird. Or I mean, that's just I did not <laughs> expect that. But um I don't, I don't know. I don't again, I don't really have that much of a connection to the Looney Tunes, but um, my 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 bubby, my grandmother who lives with us back home, um, she'll just randomly do Tweety bird, and she does a pretty good one. She's like I told I told I to a it can Just out of nowhere, and it's like, "Are you drunk?" And she's like, "No. <laughs> I just played mahjong and I'm amped up." But yeah, that's I mean, I don't re- yeah, I don't really have that much of a connection to the, to these tunes. But like I uh, So, when this movie came out in 2003, you, uh, just doing math in my head, you were probably about, like, four or so? Did you you see this shortly after it came out?
1: I don't think so. I think, think like, uh, an uncle I only see on holidays, like, gave this VHS to us, (laughs) and we didn't really... There's no, like, streaming services, so you Mm -hmm. just kind of watch what you have.
0: I remember walking past this movie in Blockbuster a lot, because I just... Because the cover, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like all the Looney Tunes, Brendan Fraser's like, who? And Jenny Elfman is like, ah. And then uh, Steve Martin is just in the background just like grinning his teeth. <laughs> and I walked by there and I was like, that looks like a lot. I don't really want that.
1: So much. It, now that you, you mentioned before, like it does seem so much like the Muppets movie. Like I feel like that's the exact poster for the Muppets movie. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I th- and we'll, t- we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, but the Muppets and the Looney Tunes like, you can really compare and contrast them a lot because it's, like, a big um, collection of characters that kind of fit... They have one to fit almost every archetype that you would need yeah. at a certain point. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, yep, but yep, really tight. <laughs> you're, like, list- lifting a 500-pound weight while you were trying to respond. Um, you know what's weird? Uh, when the spy dad... When spy dad called Brendan Fraser on the spy phone... Cause it looked exactly like Facetime.
1: Through the picture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was really scary. Cause I mean, the painting goes up, and you see vertical video, and it's like really, like it looks, it looks like, like iPhone holding footage. holding a phone, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was bizarre. It, and then
1: so ahead of its time.
0: It what like that's what I've been saying that the Looney Tunes back in action movie is ahead of its time. Actually, not to brag, but I went to this. Uh, arts day camp when I was a kid and one day I made a cell phone out of clay and I swear to god I did have kind of a facetime-esque feature on the phone like it was just like it'd be cool if you could see the person while you're talking (laughs) to them so Steve Jobs stole that from me and I'm very angry
1: let's bring him back and sue him
0: yes let's do it um it was weird I didn't like the joke where uh I think uh bugs when they're fighting all the aliens in area 52 He says illegal aliens, and I was like,
1: oh. (laughs) I didn't catch that. I didn't remember hearing that. Because
0: again, this was 2003, so like the the war in Iraq or Afghanistan, Iraq, those were happening, and like immigration was like a big issue, and like it was the start of xenophobia in the United States. But then I did like that there was a Dalek.
1: Yes, I love that. Are you a Doctor
0: Who fan? Oh, yeah. Who's your doctor?
1: My doctor is Tennant. Yeah, As my doctor.
0: I mean, uh, Christopher Eccleston was the first one that I saw, but oh my, I love David Tennant so much.
1: I loved him in it so much. Everyone, everyone rants and raves about Matt Smith, but honestly, I was...
0: I saw an episode about. with him and I was like, he's fine. Fish fingers and custard? What the heck? But no, David Tennant has just such a natural charisma. He's such a sweetheart. His voice is incredible. Like, his British accent and also his natural Scottish are both beautiful and like... <sighs> oh my goodness. It's like, Mickey! and the doctor! What was
1: your favorite companion? Or like, for do, Ted or otherwise?
0: I'm, I would go with Rose just because she's the only one I really remember. I watched, I've watched maybe two and a half seasons of uh, Doctor Who because when they took it off Netflix, it's just a whole thing to find it yeah, streaming. Absolutely. And But I remember liking her because she was confused and stuff, but then she just was unnatural at time travel real quick. She was like, yeah, let's go on an adventure or whatever. And then Mickey showed up. I th- that was her ex-boyfriend, I think?
1: Yes. Was his name Mickey? I don't know. Well, yeah, the, so the,
0: um, the kind of uh, muscular uh, black guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then at some point, like, and then at the end of the one season, Rose just gets, like, trapped in some alternate universe. Yeah. Which, that was weird.
1: So sad. I assume
0: that they revisit her at some point, but that's crazy. she's like, "Bye, Dr." and he's like, "I'm sorry, I have to go." And then he it's so leaves. weird cuz they
1: have to like get new companions. So I think it's so weird how they like figure out how to ditch all these people.
0: Well, cuz it's like I mean, they can't go back to their normal lives. Like that's it's hard. Like, yeah. we've all seen Rick and Morty. Morty has is just in the in the throes of it now. But I don't know, deserting somebody I've I wanna say it was like a dying moon or something weird. She was like on a she was on like a, a beach. Yeah, yeah. It was like neon color because it's alien or whatever.
1: Oh. And,
0: oh. Okay.
1: spooky aliens.
0: Spooky so spooky aliens. Speaking of spooky aliens, Marvin the Martian.
1: No, I'm He's great.
0: But why did nobody at Area 52 take his gun? He he <laughs> shot. He shot out of a tube that he was being contained in because nobody was like, "Oh, we should probably like get take his weapon that he's known for having."
1: Also, how long has he been in there, just in this complete isolated captivity, waiting for someone to be like, "It's okay, you can break out now."
0: Well, he was waiting for that playing card.
1: That's so that long. Dumb That's such a card. commitment.
0: Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back to talk more about Looney Tunes back in action right after this. Stay with us. And we're back. We're talking Looney Tunes, back in action, friend, with friend, Shannon Hutchinson. Uh, we were That's just, me. We were just rambling over the break about brunch and stuff. Because, yeah, I'm excited about that date. Uh, it's a good brunch place. You know, uh, did you see the film Split?
1: No. <laughs> I saw the trailer. <laughs>
0: cool. So the last scene in Split, which I'm not going to say because it re- it's a big reveal, uh, it was filmed at the place that I'm going to brunch right after this. Oh. So hopefully... I won't run into uh, old Split.
1: Is that an M Night Shyamalan
0: Shyamalan yes Shyamalan
1: movie? Are fi- doing another one here now? Yeah, they're
0: filming the sequel to Split right now in Philly. Ah. Um I was gonna try to see like, oh, could I work on that on like a production for a day? But it's like, I don't have time, and like, that's terrifying. If I just ran into like Samuel L. Jackson or something,
1: what do you do in that scenario?
0: Hello, Mister L.
1: Do you, can I, what I, can I, g- you need anything? A hot towelette? I don't...
0: Have you ever met a celebrity?
1: Um, I've met the minor celebrities that really aren't even celebrities.
0: But do they mean a lot to you?
1: I guess no, the people that I've met haven't meant anything I to me. Like, we'll I, thought, I went to dropping. like a home improvement filming that was in the area. <laughs> and the Polly the Carpenter guy, which I didn't even know who Wait, he was. Wait, hold on.
0: Wait, you don't mean home improvement like no, the Tim Elish? No, no. Okay. <laughs> the home... Is like there, HGTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where
1: they redo the houses. Yeah. Which it's a whole I was channel. Wh- which whole show? Fake. The. With What's the one where they redo the houses?
0: That's every single one. Okay. It's like
1: <laughs> one of those shows.
0: So I don't know. I like one time I was on on a shoot, or I was a guest at somebody's house at the end of like a House Hunters episode. So that's cool. Did yeah. you meet them? No. Oh, no. They were not oh. there. Well, there's no host for House Hunters. It's just oh. like a realtor and then oh, yeah, a, yeah. an annoying voiceover that's like, Sherry wants two and a half baths.
1: You didn't get to meet the voiceover artist?
0: I didn't. She was not there. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've met anybody. Oh, I met Mayim Bialik.
1: <gasps> oh. Yeah. I know her.
0: Blossom, a.k.a. Amy Farrah Fowler, a.k.a. Controversial... Um, op-ed writer. Mm. I didn't read that, but I saw that she apologized for it uh, on her Instagram. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that. Oh, you know who was a great who? Okay, who do you think was the best in this movie, like character or actor-wise?
1: Well, I really liked uh, Steve Martin's physicality.
0: Yeah, it's classic Steve Martin. Steve Martin is just like a weird. He's a wild and crazy guy. I mean, he said it before, but I don't know. He like. It's very much just like, yeah, that's Steve. He's just doing his thing.
1: barely in it, which is weird.
0: I think they shot all of his stuff in a day and a half.
1: Which is weird because uh, according to IMDb, this production took a year and a half to film. Or maybe to make. Probably I swear it's in produ- production.
0: I feel like to make. because
1: Yeah, there's no way they could film for a year and a half. Yeah, oh, well, I
0: mean, if anything, there was so much post-production just with all the uh, animated characters. Also, it was so funny seeing Jenna Elfman not succeed in like pretending to interact with the with the lady <laughs> like in the boardroom scene the very beginning you can tell that she's like she's she looks like she's holding a box like a box of cereal and it's supposed to be Daffy Duck
1: I can't imagine doing a film where you have to look at people who aren't there I guess and um The Hobbit sorry yeah. Ellen did that and he was like it was weird crazy. it was torture
0: or whatever um have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit
1: no.
0: Okay, because this... I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a better version of this movie. Honestly, it's a very similar movie, I just realized. Like, because uh, it's it's about a bunch of cartoon characters interacting with the real world, trying to solve a mystery or a crime of some kind.
1: Did it have a and more then, a followable plot? Yes. Thing? I feel like this one didn't have any plot at all. No. But they the, finally got to, like... Finding the monkey, it was didn't even matter at all. I was all. just like,
0: what is this a monkey? It turns people into monkeys
1: and to produce stuff, again. and then
0: back into humans. <laughs> so, so I was like, so they're so they turn back into humans. So like, it's all good.
1: Yeah, he's completely harmless. I my favorite thing is um, Brendan Fraser. Like half of his lines are, Dad, and then there's lines that he had to try and like for real act like one of the was like, Dad, this is for you, Dad. It's just so weird to see him try to make that serious.
0: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I wrote down. Oh, yeah. So um, uh, Steve Martin yells, "Give me that! Give me the monkey!" And then Brendan Fraser says, nah, forget that, man. You're evil." He's <laughs> like, oh, I get it now. I was really confused. Um, also, uh, Jeff Gordon, the NASCAR racer, has a cameo in this movie. He's a terrible actor. He was, was he
1: the was he the race car driver? Or was that his? Fault?
0: Yeah. He was like, hey. And that
1: was Get, it. Th- this is my car. It's 24 on like, the side. Like,
0: okay, that's funny. That's a valet joke, I guess. But then he's just like, what? Hey. hey!" And then he's never seen again.
1: Good riddance.
0: Yeah. Uh, but also, but the best person in this movie, I think, was Joan Cusack.
1: Oh, yes. Absolutely. I love everything Joan Cusack does. She
0: hit, like... Because I thought, you know what, maybe it's just like the acting style in this movie. Like it's a specific way because it's like Looney Tunes or something. But no, Joan Cusack just killed it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, you're a great actor.
1: I thought it was so good. I, yeah, definitely she was my favorite person in the movie.
0: Yeah. Also, I, I think it. this came out the same year as School of Rock. I, yeah, two
1: thousand three 2000...
0: 2003 was a big year for movies. Mm. Not for this one, but for other <laughs> better movies. Um,
1: they referenced Finding Nemo in this after, yes. they must have had to add that in. But,
0: well, it was in production.
1: But it was set to be released, like, uh, just two months after Finding Nemo or something like that. And they yeah. must have filmed it. They must have just pushed it back. So I can't imagine. Yeah, well, it's also, I
0: think back back in 2003, that was still when Pixar was releasing movies every couple years. So it was like a big deal when they were coming out with a new one. So I think I think Finding Nemo was on everybody's lips. They were all like, finding Nemo, finding Nemo, finding Nemo, finding Nemo. And then Daffy Duck was like, I found Nemo. F- f- I can't do a Daffy Duck. I can't do any duck impressions. Like, when people do Donald Duck, like, I can do it for a second, but then it just hurts my throat.
1: I remember there's someone who, whenever I go to the bank, there's always a man who did Donald Duck impressions. And whenever you went to me. the bank? <laughs> yeah. He was always okay. the bank. I don't think he worked there. I think just for some reason, two times I went just to the some, bank. Just some nice homeless man. <laughs> a man who did Hey, little
0: girl. Hey, baby. <laughs> Wait, no. That's doing over Fud or Porky Pig. Wait, what does Donald Duck sound <laughs> like? That. You so just have creepy. To, you, yeah, that's terrible. I'm sorry that you all had to hear that. Because I also just looked on uh, my recording software. That really peaked in the microphone. <laughs> so, oopsie daisies on that. Um, do, uh, do you have any final thoughts on... Uh, Tunes back in action before Ooh. we kind of rate it I'm looking at my notes and I have a lot of just weird uh, just things that I noted oh fuck that Walmart thing yeah cause it's like okay we get it you're doing like a joke about product placement but it just kept they kept doing it like it was one thing if, the, if they were like hey look at Walmart and then if Daffy was like oh is that is that a Mirage or just a product placement and then Jen Offerman was like ah they don't people don't even notice anymore cut it there but then they're just like oh Walmart Walmart Walmart
1: one for so long
0: And also, it wasn't a Mirage. It was just a weird, bloomy-looking Walmart. Yeah.
1: One of those plot holes, just with an incongruity of everything.
0: Yeah. Also, like, I haven't been to the Louvre, but I figure there are a lot of people that are there to see the Mona Lisa. Yeah. They walked up, and they were like, oh, there's no one here. And then they looked at her boobs.
1: So weird, it like went through three different layers at a time. I don't think that's how um plastic sheets of paper work.
0: Yeah, like have you ever gotten those like s- like x-ray glasses or something from like Five Below? Or- yeah. They don't work.
1: I'm so disappointed.
0: I don't get how- what they're supposed to do because it's like look at your hand and like blink a lot and maybe it'll do something. I
1: have no idea. I have no idea how they're supposed to work.
0: Do you, <laughs> Did you ever get like any of those like weird spy things as a kid? Like, the spy glasses, the spy, like, safe walkie or walkie-talkie. Ooh.
1: And that was great fun.
0: Do they ever work?
1: No, never.
0: My brother and I, we had walkie-talkies that were shaped like the Rugrats. So you would just, like, talk into Tommy's mouth, essentially. That's so weird. Yeah. And they had a range of, like, three feet. So it would be, like, I would just sit in the closet, and he would sit right outside the closet. I always had to go in the enclosed spaces. 'Cause he was a mean brother for a while. But now we're <laughs> great friends.
1: I remember I listened to the podcast of you and your brother and I was like, Oh, I can't wait. Like they're gonna just disp- so much banter and like yell at each other and scream at each other and you guys were very civil. Yeah. Which I I was like, Ugh I because I tried to do a podcast with me and my sister and our whole podcast is just us yelling at each other, roasting each other, trying oh. to outdo the other.
0: Is it is it like playful? Hatred or you guys really do not get along
1: we I, we like we love each other we're best friends but like the our relationship is we only say mean things to each other
0: what's the age gap
1: three years she's three years younger than me oh okay
0: that's that's good like we're him and I are five years so it's like when we were young it was bad but then kind of as he kind of matured I like saw like how he You know was a person and then like we kind of just kind of morphed into the same person uh, because there there was like enough distance where it was like we can both kind of grow and self-reflect uh in our middle and high school years
1: yeah where it's like we're almost the same age practically Uh,
0: did you see on uh, imdb they nearly called this spy jam
1: yeah and it was gonna
0: (laughs) star jackie chan oh Yeah, yeah jackie chan uh jackie chan's a weird like pop culture person
1: has he been in anything recently i feel like after i feel like i haven't heard anything of him
0: well there there was like that snl sketch where it's like where's jackie chan at and it was like keenan thompson and tracy jordan tracy Morgan, trying to just figure out where he was but he's doing two movies this year he's oh. actually no a couple he was i think he was in lego ninjago he's Is that a
1: lego movie
0: yeah the new lego movie um and then he's also in the nutjob 2 and he's also in like a movie where it's basically Taken except his daughter dies.
1: Oh, I think I heard about that one.
0: Yeah, it I forget what it's called. But I don't want to see it. Cuz it's just like another one of those movies where it's like old guys can be badass action heroes and it's like what about women and they're like not yet. <laughs> Maybe in a couple years we'll let that happen. You excited for the the all female Ocean's 11 movie?
1: Yes. I never I- saw the first Ocean's 11, but I'm there.
0: I don't know how good it, I didn't love the original Oceans. I'm not a huge heist movie person, because, like, it's so complicated. You know? And, like, you're confused until they're like, here's what we're gonna do. And it just, like, takes five minutes just to, like, go through, like, the schematics of a casino.
1: <laughs> There's good ways, those fun ways to, like, film that, though. Like, that's always, I always like those kind of movies where it's, uh, just, like, mystery and death, and we have to solve the crime, and like, save the day.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like thrillers and... Thrillers. <laughs> thrillers are fun. Um, yeah, I like thrill... Like, I say I like thrillers because horror is just too scary. Because thriller, it's like, this is the real world, so, like, shit's scary, but, like, not crazy bad.
1: Yeah, I totally get that.
0: Yeah. What, what's your favorite movie?
1: Favorite movie of all time is... I probably, um... I really like um, Alien, aliens. The sequel to Alien. Yeah,
0: I'll say, yeah, I'll say Specifically the Specifically the sequel. Well, that's the one where um, Sigourney Weaver is a badass, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I
1: mean, in all of them. Is she in the third one? I don't know if I still.
0: I don't know. I haven't like... seen any of them, but I know, I know that like she's a real badass in one of them. Kind of yeah. like how like Terminator Sarah Connor is kind of like eh, ah, but then Terminator Two, she's a real badass.
1: So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it definitely is the second one then.
0: Okay. Yes. Cool. Terminator 2. It's like the aliens of the Terminator franchise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I there's so many of those classic movies that I haven't seen that I know I would like.
1: That's my problem. I haven't seen any movies. I've seen probably about 10 movies. That's, that's not true. But I really feel like that everyone, I've never seen any of the classic movies. Recently, I watched The Shining just because I felt so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't fit into society unless I had seen this. I couldn't call myself like it's a good movie. A film major. <gasps> oh
0: film major
1: without the shining.
0: yeah well i'm i'm a media production major so like i can just watch whatever the fuck i want like i watch a lot of tv so i think it works out but i haven't seen any godfather haven't seen casablanca haven't seen citizen kane and like i know what happens in all of them so like i i feel like seeing them wouldn't really be worth my time anymore like i'll watch scenes i guess
1: And then, like, you're in a situation where someone references it, you're like, oh, 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 I can laugh at that because I understand it, but I also feel very fake because I kind of don't entirely get where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, like, right now I'm working on a, a sketch show with a couple people, and we're doing a sketch involving The Godfather, and, like, I've never seen The Godfather, but, like, I know, you know, Don Corleone, and, like, the day of the day of my daughter's wedding, like, that's good enough like it's a classic it's in the canon of pop culture so like i've seen enough parodies of the godfather exactly like have you ever i i have you ever seen uh th- those thumb movies
1: the what movies yeah
0: that i should have explained it more <laughs> so um in like the late 90s early 2000s this um the company that made that makes jimmy neutron they also produced these weird shorts where it was like thumb parodies of movies they did thumb Bat Thumb, the Blair Thumb project. They did the God Thumb. They're all on YouTube. They're so weird. Like, it's basically, um, like, they the faces are thumbs, and then the bodies are, like, Barbie doll bodies, essentially.
1: It's like someone's holding the Barbie doll?
0: Kind of. Like, it's just their heads are thumbs. Like, that's the whole thing. And, like, uh, they do a Star Wars parody, and um, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen get, like, clipped like their nails get clipped, and that's how they <laughs> oh die. like, that's funny. I that's guess good. that's good. I like that. Um, but yeah, so I've seen The God Thumb. I haven't seen The Godfather.
1: Like exactly. Like, I've seen Zootopia, so I feel like I've seen The Godfather. At least I know the character. Oh, that
0: one scene in <laughs> yeah. Zootopia. Zootopia is great. I watched it on an airplane.
1: That's a great place to watch movies. It is. There's nothing because there's nothing better to do. I like. I enjoy watching movies when I know there's nothing else I could be doing. Also, I feel like movies are too much of a commitment. I'd rather watch like five episodes of a TV show than watch one movie that's even an hour and a half long.
0: Which is crazy because you're watching so much more content. <laughs> exactly. Like you're staying with these characters. It's a slower plot. You one could argue, but you're just like, oh, just like focusing on one thing. Yeah, like like I, I on the on the rare chance that I am on a flight, it'll be like I'll download a bunch of podcasts. I'll like bring a book or two. I like bring a sleep mask, and then I just like watch some dumb in flight movie that I don't want.
1: And then you have like the the whole bag full of like books and entertainment, and all you used was your laptop.
0: Yeah. Or well, I not to brag, but I'm on a lot of those flights where they have TVs on the back of the seat, and then when the guy in front of you reclines, like you have to adjust the screen a lot because you're like, "Fuck, I can't see uh, it."
1: The the pressures, the the annoyance of flying it's with TVs so on the back hard. of the
0: chair. Uh but I mean like drinking on flights are cool. It's cool.
1: Like ah oh, yes, one mimosa. It is brunch time.
0: Hell yeah, brunch. Um well, I was on a flight from I, international flights. I didn't realize this, but they get you get a complimentary alcoholic drink. Mm. Or at least the I when I flew uh to and from London, that was like a thing. Like I just had complimentary Wine the flight,
1: but like the whole like it's not like one complimentary. It's like as much as you can. Like
0: I think drink. I think I could probably have had two glasses of wine. I had one just because I was like it's early in the morning and like I want to stay up as long as possible to like beat jet lag. But yeah, I just I was just sipping on Chardonnay, talking to this lady next to me that's like
1: yeah I'm going to Philly too. <laughs> Do you talk to people on planes?
0: Um, sometimes like I I've been on a couple really short flights like I um I did. Um, London to Manchester, which is, like, a 30-minute flight. And I was talking to this girl next to me who uh, she had also done a study abroad program with Temple. So wow. we, were, we were just talking about Temple. And, okay, this was a half-hour flight. So, like, you would think, okay, it's such a short flight, like, nothing happens, right? They gave us breakfast.
1: Why? <laughs> so, well,
0: it's a, so there's this very casual British breakfast called a bacon roll where it's just, a like, a roll... It's ripped open, and they just slap a couple pieces of bacon in there. And it was great. It was a half-hour flight, and then I had to wait in Manchester Airport for three hours, Ooh. just walking around like I was in the Bose store. And these guys were like, do you need help with anything? And I'm like, no, I just really like this cold place while you're blasting. <laughs> but anyway, I forgot. Like, ten minutes ago, I asked if you had any final thoughts on uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Is there anything that we haven't really discussed that you really want to get off your chest?
1: Oh, no, I think I'm good. Well, great. Yeah.
0: So it's time to rate it. I don't have a song or anything to go with it. I don't know why I don't. But so um, here on the podcast, we rate kids' movies on four criteria. Audience respect, plot, acting, and humor. Uh, I'll rate it zero to five. You'll rate it zero out of five. And our um, average scores will create one mega score. I really wish when I created this podcast, I didn't create such a complicated (laughs) method of rating. But I tried to come up with a simpler one. But previous guest and best friend Shane Duffner said, "Don't do that." <laughs> um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right in. So I'm gonna start off uh, with our guest Shannon. What did you think of audience respect? So like pandering, really bad, or kind of treating the audience like an audience?
1: Uh, there was I remember because I was looking out for this while I was watching it, and there were just a few lines that really ruffled my feathers, like a when the granny was in Africa and he was like it's really odd that like you're here in Africa and she was like yes it is and then the music went dun 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 but not in a way that was meant to be funny in a way that was meant to like say this is suspicious and I just thought no no Looney Tunes and Joe Dante even though I'm sure this is not your decision
0: so what, what 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 kind of number do you think you would slap on there? And I'll you can use decimals of any kind if see, you like.
1: I'll say two.
0: Two. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to give it a three just because um, I think part of it, though, is just the style of the Looney Tunes. And it's really hard to discern. But it's like stuff just like the clear, obvious, super top level evil of like Steve Martin's character and stuff like that. And also, like, fourth wall breaking, because, like, fuck fourth wall breaking. Like, because it's, the fourth wall breaking in, in Looney Tunes in this movie is so just, like, blatant, you know? Like, it's not just subtle stuff. Yeah. Uh, just like, yeah, like, blah, 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 you're an a- I don't know. I can't think of a good <laughs> example of fourth wall breaking, because it's usually not that good. You know what? Mel Brooks, he does great fourth wall breaking in general. Um, what did you think of The plot?
1: The plot. Well, there wasn't really one. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a two
0: point six eight. Two point six eight. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There wasn't really that much of a plot. I'll give it a. I'll give it a two point four. Very. I don't know what exactly <laughs> that entails. That's like. I'm. I have no idea at this point. Like, I've used so many decimal points. I just don't really know what some of the numbers <laughs> mean anymore. I'm just like, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, I. A f-
1: point four.
0: But like also that there was like that weird scene with the like stripper.
1: Yeah. Dusty Tails. Dusty
0: Tails. I don't know. I feel so bad for like she's a professional actor. It's Heather Locklear, right? Yeah. And she she just has to be a stripper in a Looney Tunes movie. Or I I not a stripper. She's a she's like a dancer like a sexy dancer or whatever. At Foghorn Leghorn all the other dancers are Foghorn Leghorn masked <laughs> people. And that's so weird.
1: Also she was she was like, I'm a spy, you can't do this. And then the people came in and she's on the ground for a second and she's like, you'll have to go without me. Complete the mission. Yeah. That's a great spy. She did a great, she, <laughs> she should get a promotion because that is spy material, let me tell you.
0: It's spy 101. Um, what did you think of the acting?
1: I'd say... And you, can, you
0: can talk about both uh, people, live action acting, as well as uh, the, the voice acting of the characters.
1: I'll, I don't. I have no idea how to um, evaluate voice acting. That's
0: fair. It's, it's especially
1: a... for like such cartoony voices. I'm yeah. gonna. So I'm just gonna go with um, the live action people I know, and I think they tried. I think they did. But like uh, I read on IMDb, it was a miserable experience for everyone, and I do think that showed throughout the production. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they tried as hard as they could for not being very happy. So I'm going to give it a I'll it to 3.
0: A 3? Perfect. Um this is hard cuz I mean, the person I I re- the only real actor I liked in this movie was
1: Jones?
0: Joan Joan <laughs> Kusak. I was trying to remember her last name. Uh, I don't know what I kept wanting to call her, but whatever. Cuz it's like she she was great. Everybody else like, Brendan Fraser was just kind of weird. Steve Martin, I'm like, he's good at overacting and that kind of thing. Like, that's his character type sometimes, but I don't love it. um The women are just kind of like there. Like, Jenna, fuck, I was so pissed that Jenna Elfman and uh the stunt guy, that Brendan Fraser, like, kind of fell in love at the end, almost it was a little bit. It
1: was ambiguous, except for the part where she was like, uh, Damien! I'm a huge fan of, of your, your son. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was the worst thing. <laughs> Out
1: of nowhere. Because <laughs> the,
0: re- the most of the movie, I was like, okay, like this seemed like she doesn't like him. They're both just trying to get what they want, and then that happened, and I was just pissed. So that's a long way of saying the acting was fine. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna give it a three as well, just because I love Jones' performance. Mm-hmm. Everything else in the movie, acting wise, was not fantastic. And finally, what do you think of the humor?
1: Ooh. I feel like they, they could have gone two ways. I feel like they had an opportunity to kind of play towards the adults and, like, create one of those, like, under jokes. And they really didn't do any of those. I feel like they should have done that, you know?
0: Or just, like, kind of more complex jokes than just yeah. kind of the... Because, I mean, the Looney Tunes are known for slapstick, but you can't do an hour and a half of just, like, sight gags and slapstick. Because also... I think all of these jokes they've done before to a certain extent like it's not they're not really character based jokes it's very much just like playing with format jokes
1: yeah. I don't know, I'll give it uh, I liked I liked them blowing up stuff I'll give it a, a 3.1
0: okay and I'm, I'm giving it a 2.4 because I started marking uh, in my notes of jokes that made me laugh and there weren't that many um, yeah, the Walmart joke was annoying, the PC joke I hated. Um just the fucking fourth wall mummy jokes and mm. Brendan Fraser meeting Brendan Fraser. Too far, at too the far. End. It did go too far. Also fun fact, I forgot to mention this during the voice acting part. Uh Brendan Fraser voiced Taz.
1: Yes, and I think it's so funny that he's like listed as Taz first before he's listed as DJ that the is main character funny. of the film.
0: But yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, the jokes weren't amazing, so I'm going to give this a 2.4. And crunching the numbers, looking at this list of movies that we've reviewed on the show, Looney Tunes comes in with a rating of 2.69. So that's just about 2.7, which is uh, a little bit less than Disney's Heavyweights. So we gave that a 2.7. Uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action is just a little bit lower. Have you seen uh, Heavyweights? I
1: have not. I saw it on Netflix, though.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's a... F- I've, I don't know why I keep plugging Heavyweights on this podcast. Like, we reviewed it a while ago, and I keep bringing it up because... I
1: heard in an episode, you were like, have you seen Heavyweights or something like that?
0: Yeah, because I keep re- review- talking about <laughs> it. Yeah, so, so Looney Tunes Back in Action, uh, according to our system, is just a little bit worse than Heavyweights, and it's a little bit better than... Um, what is it a little bit better than? This, there aren't that many, like, it goes from 2.7, like, all the way down. So, I mean, it's better than Inspector Gadget. That's good. Hooray! Finally, a movie that's better than Inspector Gadget, Mm. which is almost every single movie we've talked about (laughs) on this podcast. Um, so, before we, before we leave, um, we, we've been teasing about this for a little while, but now we're just gonna go full on into it. So, uh... The Looney Tunes back in action film, this was uh, another attempt by the Warner Brothers to kind of start some more hype and kind of get a renaissance of the Looney Tunes back in. Um, They were huge, obviously, in the 70s and 80s. They were a big part of your childhood. Um, And so kind of that whole idea of bringing a property for a new generation, because it's not like Mickey Mouse in that they're just kind of omnipresent. Like, the Looney Tunes are kind of there with Warner Brothers, but not super there. Um, So another popular movie that successfully revitalized a franchise was 2014's The Muppets with Jason Segel. So we're going to look at these two films and how they did to revive and kind of reintroduce the world to their properties in a segment we're going to call Shall I Compare Thee? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on?
1: Shall I compare thee to The Muppets?
0: That was great. That was perfect. So, um, yeah, I, right off the bat, I think the 2014 Muppets did a much better job.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Cause, um, cause the, both movies are very similar. Looney Tunes back in action and the Muppets is that the, these characters live in the real world to a certain extent. They are movie or TV stars to a certain extent, but now they've, for the most part, moved on and kind of getting the magic back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, that's kind of where the big similarity is for me. But while the Muppets begot another movie and then a, a TV show, I don't really know what
1: did they get the TV show. Did you say they got the TV show after the Muppets movie was or a, another TV show? After it was the about movie? the
0: same time. Like there were oh. it was a that one season mockumentary show on uh, ABC. Oh, that's right.
1: What what audience was that for? What was that geared to?
0: Um. That's a good question because I watched a couple episodes and like there was like Kermit and Miss Piggy had broken up and like they were both dating other people. There was like a weird bit where Ricky Lindholm was dating Fozzie and like there were like these weird jokes about like you know like bestiality almost (laughs) but I mean it was it was a cool new format for the Muppets and I thought it was pretty fun and like towards the end of the season they really hit their stride. But yeah, I don't really know exactly who it was for. Kind of like who is young Sheldon for (laughs) in that way. But what what, what do you think about these two movies kind of side by side?
1: I think definitely the Muppets had more respect for their audience. And I just think the world that they created was just uh, much better. Their jokes were a lot funnier. It's just overall, I think everything was better in the Muppets movie.
0: Yeah. um, I also like saw the Muppets in theater. Also, I guess the Muppets was my Looney Tunes for you like always been a huge fan i might get a muppet tattoo soon Ooh,
1: where tramp stamp
0: yeah i'm gonna get a tramp stamp and it's just statler and waldorf saying <laughs> oh it smells down here or something. <laughs> now I, I wanted to get a just a silhouette of kermit's head either um kind of on my Aww. lower forearm uh or like the back of my uh lower leg
1: classy i like the silhouette
0: yeah because i mean i i googled muppet tattoos and they're they're so like elaborate and colorful, and I'm like, I don't want that. Uh, would you ever consider getting a Looney Tunes tattoo?
1: Mm, not Looney Tunes. I have I have a lot of things in my childhood that I love. Looney Tunes was just something random when I was like six to nine. Oh okay. That I occasionally yeah, six watched. Six to nine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the age it was meant for. <laughs> I don't think they're meant for eighteen. Oh, but would you
0: would you get both. any any kind of like childhood property or reference as a tattoo?
1: I think I definitely would consider it. I have no idea what it would be of.
0: Let's decide it right now. Right now. Let's fuck, go, let's go to the
1: tattoo parlor. Yeah,
0: so screw my brunch date. We're <laughs> going to go to the tattoo parlor right after this. Um, but yeah, I'm. Also, like, the Muppets have really good songs.
1: Yeah, there were no songs on Looney Tunes, which I feel like if you're going to do a cartoon thing, I guess they kind of substituted the uh, songs for the violence.
0: Yeah, lots Those of violence, lot of chase scenes. Yeah, that was definitely more their thing. And I think also um, the Muppets—they're very cartoonish, but the core members, so like Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, uh, Gonzo, a couple others—they um, show emotion. And like there are points in the film and TV shows where like things happen that genuinely affect them and make them feel hopeless. But Looney Tunes, there's never that respite they're always kind of just keep moving forward like we the looney tunes are very much nihilists
1: yeah definitely
0: like baff bafflingly like they almost die all the time like okay we, we just watched this movie or i just watched it you also just watched it yeah. too but um the four of them brendan frazier jenna elfman daffy and i was about to say kermit uh bugs they're all falling to their death in a car towards the desert. And Daffy picks up the phone, calls his stockbroker, and says, Sell my stock in Warner Brothers. I heard Bugs is going to die. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, like the Muppets hurt each other sometimes. Like, they'll like be cartoon... Like, Gonzo gets shot out of a cannon and stuff. But, you know what? Come to think of it, they don't hurt each other. Like, they only hurt themselves, really. Yeah. And, like... That's the thing. I mean, uh, I was talking about this last night about just kind of like comedy in the 21st century, especially in Trump's America and kind of just in this kind of crazy world. And I think the comedy we need and want, at least for me, is just kind of goofiness and heart. And I think the Looney Tunes definitely back in the day when like, you know, Reagan era when and uh, Nixon and stuff when things were crazy, but like, Everything made sense, and like things. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, I totally that. get it. It's
1: like it's like the Looney Tunes cartoon. It like relies on pushing what boundaries. they can. Yeah, pushing the boundaries and just kind of attacking. Whereas like Muppets is more just so, gags that are more yeah, and friendly. It's like
0: and like the 70s that was all about kind of uh, freedom, uh, fighting the establishment, and Looney Tunes is very much about pushing the boundaries of what cartoons were. But in today's world where there's, like, The Simpsons, Rick and Morty, all these shows, these cartoon shows for adults, um, kids are being exposed to different types of cartoons. And I don't know. I don't – the cartoon – just regular 2D cartoons have shifted in a way. Like, they've kind of moved past the idea of just, like, these things are living entities that, like, are self-aware, if that makes sense. And, like, The Muppets – They started off that way in the 70s. Like, if you watch the first seasons of The Muppet Show, they were very much like, let's play with format and stuff. But now it's just about a group of friends that just like to sing together.
1: They're just having a good time. And I love that. And that's great to watch. That's why I like podcasts. I like this, like, the relationship of people talking candidly.
0: Like us. Like us. Are you going to listen to this later?
1: probably i probably will but i probably will have to turn it off yeah it's it's super hard for me
0: because like i have to edit these and it's super hard to like listen to myself talk because i mean i i'm like i'm fine with how it sounds but it's just like ugh, i don't want to listen to this conversation again i already heard it (laughs) um but yeah but i think that's like just that emotional fragility and willingness to grow is why the muppets that movie kind of did push them forward, and people were like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about how these characters made me feel because they're goofy, they're dumb, they're violent, but there's heart at the heart, at, at the soul of it, and they all work together for a common goal. While, just like I don't like Bugs Bunny, he's like I said before, he's a really mean, selfish person, but like
1: he has so little personality, too.
0: Yeah, but I did like I forgot to mention this before, but I did like the scene. Uh, in the Louvre, where they're going through all the different paintings.
1: Oh, yeah. That's probably my favorite Creative. part. I was
0: like, that's cool. That's a cool thing to do.
1: Although, very confusing. When they jumped out of the, the point picture, they became back into their real life. But Elmer Fudd stayed a point picture. And he was like, oh, no. You're going to blow me away now. Oh, oh, it's like
0: Elmer Fudd is here. I know. <laughs> Can you do any Looney Tunes impressions?
1: okay here we gonna go it's gonna be yeah very this terrible. is fun
0: i love doing voices on the podcast so let's see
1: eh, what's up Dak? <laughs> that's not bad if it was a
0: little bit if <laughs> was a little bit deep <laughs> this is daffy duck that's like the alternate opening to cnn this is daffy duck uh who other who which other ones are there um well we already i already did tweety do you want to try doing tweety
1: I don't even know how Tweety talks like. I thought I saw a putty cat. I did, I did, I did see a putty cat. I, I thought I saw a putty tat. It's not even close.
0: Oh, would you get a putty tat? Like a putty tattoo? <laughs>
1: oh, it's a pudding.
0: <laughs> yeah, a pudding tattoo. What is that? Tapioca?
1: Only real fans will get it.
0: Yeah, you have to... Like, I'm, a, I'm a big Kid Flix podcast fan, so like I got this cool tapioca pudding <laughs> tattoo. That if anybody ever got a Kid Flix tattoo, I would I would quit. I'd be like, that's I no, I should not have that much influence over someone's <laughs> body. Um now I'm just running out of voices because I, I just can't really think of any. Like, oh, there's uh Porky Pig. He's like, yeah,
1: that's <laughs>
0: that was a lot better than mine, significantly. I just like don't know how to do that stutter bit. But yeah, so um, I'm going to say um, Muppets 2014 over Looney Tunes back in action.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I obviously I'm biased because I am a big fan of the Muppets. I'm kind of disappointed we haven't talked about the Muppets on this podcast yet. <laughs> uh, but I bring them up a lot, so it's okay. But yeah, I just think I enjoy having just stupid fun but i think good tv and movies there's some emotional connection and there wasn't even a real hint of that like even in space jam i think i remember there being they were like defeated at one point and they had to kind of rile each other back there wasn't really that moment in this
1: yeah i guess now that you mentioned it there's i feel like no emotional stakes at all in this movie
0: no, he doesn't even care about dying. Really, like his yeah. dad, his Brendan Fraser's dad is on a humorously weird bed of dynamite. He's so like, it's like, it's
1: fine, son. You don't have to come get me. It's all good.
0: Watch out for that TNT. Yeah. There we go. We brought it back. Oh,
1: look at that.
0: But yeah, I'm glad that we agreed on that. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on today. Russ, that was you're ending. very welcome. Oh, you said. So- don't mock me. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> sensitive. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug?
1: Um, just nothing. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, I can plug it for you. If you're in the Philadelphia oh, yes. area, um, this coming Thursday is uh, Temple Smashes. Temple smashed. First episode of the season. And it's a little bit different uh, because the show will be live at the Philly Improv Theater uh, on 20th and Sansom rather than in our studio at Temple University. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be there. Um, I was planning on seeing Michael Ian Black that night at Helium. <gasps> so I'll plug that. If you want to come see Michael Ian Black at Helium with me, uh, that would be cool.
1: Or you could come to Smash instead, because why would you not come to Smash? I will say
0: Smash is $5 and Michael Ian Black is 20
1: But oh, solid
0: dang. price for one of the stars of Wet Hot American Summer.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, he's McKinley. I don't watch Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, okay,
0: because it sounded like you did.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm a fan of it, but I just never watched it, you know? So you're
0: not a fan of it, is what (laughs) you're saying? I'm a fake fan of it. Great. And as always, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you can rate and review us on iTunes, it would really help us out. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Send us an email, uh, kidflixpot at gmail.com, with any of your questions, concerns, or if you have a suggestion like that viewer we were talking about an hour ago. (laughs) I always get out of breath because I'm like, I can do that in one breath. And I can, but it hurts. Um, So anyway, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, We'll hear you next time. Go, go, gadget. End show.